Rise and shine, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews, Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good Morning Aurora, I am Brenda Rogers candidate for Kane County Recorder of Deeds. As your next Recorder of Deeds, I will protect our taxpayers' investment, bring awareness to the position, and do outreach to our residents and veterans. I am asking for your vote during early voting, mail-in ballot, or on November 3rd. Vote for Brenda Rogers, Kane County Recorder of Deeds, paid for by Citizens for Brenda Rogers. Accountability in government is not a nice-to-have, it's a must-have. That's why I'm voting for Tracy Miller for Kane County Board, District 4. As a mother and businesswoman, she understands the middle class. She's fighting to keep property taxes from going up and to keep us, the citizens, informed of what's taking place. I want a voice in county government that listens to me. That's why I'm voting Tracy Miller on November 3rd for Kane County Board, District 4. Paid for by Friends of Tracy Miller. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The second largest city's first daily news podcast is here for your Wednesday morning. And we have a great interview coming up for you guys after the news and weather. We are sitting down with our friend of the show, the author of, from, excuse me, the author of Chaos to Clarity, a success journal, Marianne Renner. Glad to have you on the show today. Ah, Glad thank to have you. you on. All right. So I want to, uh, we're going to start off with the news. Christine's going to kick us off with everything. But I just want to say, remember, folks, Breast Cancer and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. If you can donate and volunteer, please do so. And the news. All right. Halloween is coming up. Can you believe it? I, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it is like almost we're here. here. Already. Yep. It doesn't seem like it, but it, it's here. And Luigi's Pizza is going to be hosting trick-or-treating on October 31st from 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, Luigi's is located at 732 Prairie Street in Aurora. The public is invited and parking and admission is free. There will be goodie bags with treats, coupons, and discounts will also be handed out there. Also going on this month, um, Sugarskull City. Have you taken a look downtown and watched all the windows? Isn't that amazing? Super cool, and, yeah. Um, the local business owners have put so much time and effort, as have the artists, um, so please check that out um, and support the local businesses, especially our restaurants, um, bars, and all those things now more than ever. Um, good morning, Aurora Sports. Uh, the Dodgers dominated game one yesterday. They beat the Rays 8-3, to and then game two is tonight. You a baseball fan? Uh, I have six brothers, so I have oh, to be a Cubs fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, yeah. <laughs> and then the Bears play the Rams on Monday, and then the Packers play the Texans on Sunday. So 
Well, kind of a slow. We're midweek here, so you know, not yeah. too much going on in the sports realm. Yeah. Talk All you sports what? fans, um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'd say I'd say get the, you know, husbands. <coughs> I don't know. You know, do husbands still get the the boys together on the Saturdays and play football? Do they do that? Does anybody get a case and go out there and throw the pigskin with the boys? That's the good old American weekend. Not watching sports, but playing sports. Now I don't do either, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you know. All right. So now for the weather. Today will be 57 degrees and partly cloudy. That high will be reached at about 3 p.m. Tomorrow will be 75 degrees with a 60% chance of rain. Sounds kind of muggy. And Friday there will be an 80% chance of rain. Uh, so right now it's kind of cloudy or uh, gray outside as well. Somber mood, kind of a Nirvana 1994-ish kind of feel. Uh, but I like this kind of weather. So if you do as well, dig in. The next rounds of the change initiative sessions are as follows. Tomorrow, Main Baptist Church, 814 East Galena Boulevard. Thursday the 29th, Impact Church at 4054 Fox Valley Center. And Thursday, November 5th at Society 57, 100 South River Street. Uh, Society 57 is a wonderful place, so shout out to Society 57 and our friends over there right across from the Aurora Public Library, the Santori Building. Great place. Can't wait till that opens up again. Avocado toast is banana. I yes. keep hearing about the avocado yeah. toast. 2.0 yeah. 2. though. 2.0. 2.0. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's the best. I gotta yeah. get hip. I'm not, I'm it, not hip. You got I it. Like, <laughs> you got there's it. avocado <laughs> toast and there's 2.0 and then they have, there's something new too. Uh, Can't remember okay. Which okay. Avocado toast. Shout yeah. out to Society 57. Um, made me a believer right there. Interesting history. On this day in 1805, the Battle of Trafalgar entered legend. A fleet of 33 ships, 18 French and 15 Spanish, under Admiral Pierre Charles Jean Baptiste Sylvestre de Villeneuve, fought and was defeated by a British fleet of 27 ships under Admiral Horatio Nelson in the Battle of Trafalgar. Combat was waged west of Cape, excuse me, Cape Trafalgar in Spain. As a Navy veteran and a guy who likes history, I'm spreading that to you today. That's an awesome piece of news. A little bit of well, there's something cool there, you know? How about that? Admiral Nelson, he had one arm. Imagine doing all that with one arm. Terrible. All right. Now, I spoke to you about the listening sessions. I forgot to mention that they start at 6, and you have to register at www.auroratacil.org slash change. Attack is just Navy term for a dash. Uh, we posted that link. Please go onto our Facebook page, and you can access that link and go register. Zenleaf in Aurora has opened. It is the city's first adult use dispensary located at 740 South Route 59. Officials expect the dispensary to generate more than a million dollars in tax revenue a year. There was a ribbon cutting for that just yesterday. So shout out to a new business that's opening in the city of Aurora. And I think that's all for the news. I think that's about it. Did we hear anything in the news? I don't think we forgot anything in the news. I think you had that. Yeah, I think we did yeah. get it all. Oh, Two Brothers is open again. I don't know if people know that. Two Brothers is open. So Two Brothers Coffee, the old roundhouse, okay. um, that's opened up again. Yeah, just wanted to let people know that. People been hitting me up. Is it open? It's open. All right. And with <coughs> that, we can get into our interview with our friend of the show. Marianne Renner. Hey. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Thank you guys so much for having me. I, I really i am grateful and I'm honored to be here. Thank yeah. you. And thank you for the coffee. Uh, yeah. You're so welcome. Yeah. Supporting Endiro. local businesses. I love Endiro. Yep. I love their mis mission. Um, you know, eliminating child vulnerability, brewing a better world. Love the people there, the staff. They're so service oriented, they are. which is yeah. a big deal to me. So, yeah. 
You're welcome. We're fortunate to have so many coffee shops yes. in downtown. Yeah, and all different. Yes. All have yeah. different, you know, different vibes, different, yeah. Yeah, different yeah. feels. Yep. So let's talk about you now right. <laughs> and Aurora. Where, um, tell everybody who you are and where yeah. you're from. So my name is Marianne Renner, and I'm a transformational leadership coach, author, and keynote speaker. Um, I work with aspiring, emerging, and established leaders and helping them move from chaos to clarity, <laughs> as you mentioned, really to become all they were meant to become. Because I believe each of us on this planet Earth has a unique purpose. And it's really love helping people discover, pursue, and fulfill that purpose. That's yeah. Good. Now, were you born in Aurora? Yeah, I'm born, a, raised? born right. in Aurora. Okay. Um, my father, if he were alive, he would be 103 years old. Wow. He was wow. born in Aurora. He was born in the house I was born and raised in. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have eight older siblings, all East High Tomcats, all graduated from <laughs> East High. So a lot of family history here, yeah. and I have a lot of pride for this community. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And tell us about your educational background. Okay. School? So, uh, Wabansi. So, I have an associate degree from Wabansi. Mm -hmm. Very proud uh, graduate of Wabansi in journalism. And then went on from there to Northern Illinois University, Husky there, and graduated well, with a <laughs> journalism degree. I started my career as a newspaper reporter, which we were just talking yes, about we were. before yes, we started we were. recording. And uh, I, I lived in out of state for a while and reported uh, for a daily newspaper in northern Minnesota and then made my way back here and transitioned into marketing, public relations, communications. That's where I spent a majority of my, my career was in marketing communications. Now, did you work at the Northern Star when you I were did. I was the editor help? of the Northern Star oh my when God. I was there. <laughs> I wrote, if you went to NIU, I don't know if they still have a Friday column. And for years, it was a big deal to have mm -hmm. the Friday column, and I did that for a while. And I uh, covered city news and did a little bit of uh, freelancing for the Chicago Tribune while I was there, covering news in the city. Of DeKalb, so oh, yeah, it was cool. a great, great time, great experience. Beer Nuggets, Lucalos, all those places. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. That, yeah. <laughs> it's like this big Joe was a big deal. Are you ladies yeah. having a moment we're right having, now? We're having a, a <laughs> yeah. DeKalb moment here. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. after hours activities, and when I could, I mean, I was working a lot, working a, a lot. You know, we that the That's Northern, lot, yeah. yeah, the Northern Star was a, um, it's a daily newspaper. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a larger circulation than than the city newspaper, so it was a, it was a it was a big deal. Yeah. yeah, tough, tough critics, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. um, growing up, what impact did your dad have on your life? Yeah, so interesting, um, and, and you were asking, so my siblings all are East High Tomcats. Mm -hmm. When I was 11, we moved, so I went to junior high and high school outside of Aurora and then made my way back. Um, and so it was my dad and I a lot of the time because my, so one of the things that I like to, to share with people is um, I talk a lot about writing stories. I was mm -hmm. a newspaper reporter. Yeah. You know, back in those days, I was, it was cool because I'm writing stories about other people's lives. You know, right. A lot of stories. Well, what I didn't realize was that the biggest story that I was writing was the story of my own life. Ooh, okay. Not with a pen and paper, not with a laptop but with this. Mm -hmm. All day long we're writing stories uh, with every thought that goes through our mind. And my story began, and this is really ultimately what led me to helping other people, but my story began when I was nine years old. And I was standing in my family living room on the east side of Aurora, looking eye to eye with my father, and he said three words that forever changed my life. 
mommy's in heaven. Wow. And in that instant, I started writing my story. What's going to happen to me? Who's going to take care of me? What about me? And it evolved, and I won't bore you with all the details, but it evolved into a story. And many of the stories we're writing started at a young age, and Mm -hmm. they become automatic. And maybe we need them at a young age, but we don't, they don't necessarily serve us as adults. Mm -hmm. And what about me? And and what's going to happen to me sort of became a story for me. And it led to, you know, a lot of other things. Um, it, it led to depression. And honestly, I mean, I don't talk about this a lot publicly, but, you know, if people ask, I certainly will. Um, suicide attempts, alcoholism, all these things that I was trying to figure out how to escape those bad feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and ultimately when I learned that, um, I was writing the story and and searching for those those relief from those bad feelings led mm-hmm. me to learn that I could write a new story, you know, just so by changing my thoughts. And so um, as I started to write a new story, I started to see every area of my life change. And ultimately, most people on some level are writing a story of you know, what about me and what's going to happen to me and what job, the, you know, the pain in my job and what am I going to get laid off? And, and right now, a lot of people are living in a lot of fear. Right. You know, right. am I going to lose my job? Um, and then that just evolves into my boss is a tyrant and I'm so miserable. And um, it's really rewriting those stories that you're telling yourself, the questions you're asking yourself, shifting from limiting beliefs and fears and doubts to empowering beliefs. You know, um, we were talking about this before we were recording and, um, you know, that that people are having these fear based conversations. And what if we can shift that conversation to uh, the sense of worthiness and accomplishments? You know, my clients will say, um, you know, I'm too young. I I can't do that. I'm too old. I'll never do that. I don't have the right degree for that job. Those are all stories. And if you can change your stories, you can change your outcome. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, and I've, I've, I've seen this happen. I saw my own life change as I rewrote my own story. And I thought, well, if it worked for me, maybe it'll work for other people too. Right. So I started sharing. I work with leaders, as I mentioned. Um, so many times leaders have great talent, skills, and competence, but, but are lacking confidence. And they certainly aren't going to tell anyone. Right. Um, and so that's where I come in and, and really rewriting those stories to, uh, to build that confidence. Yeah. You, you mentioned a lot of those struggles. And I think more people, in fact, I know more people um, struggle with a lot of those same things. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to learn you know, from somebody yeah. that you can relate to to yeah. help overcome yeah. these obstacles. Yeah. Too. I think, you know, I, I didn't really share that publicly for years. And mm-hmm. I share it so that this is the story that I, I hear uh, often someone will say, Oh, Marianne, you know, you've got this great business and you've got this successful career and you're doing work you love and um, but but you've just got it all together and you just come off as being so put together and and I and I'll say listen it wasn't always that way Um, and and so they're shocked when they found out find out there was a period you know 15 years ago where I I didn't I felt at the bottom of the the barrel Mm -hmm. as low as a human being could go um, and, and crying out to God, you know, I don't want to live anymore and that kind of thing. Um, you know, I'm a 17 year re- recovering alcoholic. And so listen, if I, thank you, thank you. you. Um, and if I, if I can rise up 
anybody can do it. That's great. Yeah. Um, when you talk about having those negative thoughts and everything like that, um, I've been pretty depressed at a really young age. Isn't it, you know, speak about people and having that level of depression or having such negative thoughts at such an early age. I mean, not, you know, before the age of 18 mm -hmm. for some kids. Um, I think that that's really a, that's really a burden yeah. um, for their families and for themselves. Yeah. Um, were you, what, about what age were you able to shape your thoughts and start pulling yourself out of that. My whole were you? 40. <laughs> I mean, listen, from, you know, age 11, I remember lying in my bed, you know, staring at the ceiling with tears streaming down my face, into my ears, crying out to God, please let me die in my sleep. And, you know, I had those thoughts. Like I said, you write your story and then you continue it continue to write it, continue to write it, it becomes automatic and habitual. You know, I, I'm not an expert. I, I really don't want to give any kind of advice, but, you know, certainly can share my story. Absolutely, what I should probably preface the conversation by saying anybody who's experiencing any kinds of thoughts or feelings like that, go get medical help. Certainly. So I just got to right. say that out of the gate because right. I'm not that person right. and I can't speak to any of that. Um, and, and I'm not a therapist in any way, right. you know. Um, um, but I would say it took me a long time to figure it out. It took me a long time because there are just so many disempowering messages, I think, around us. I just didn't, I first of all needed to be forced into the strongest pain point in order to go into a different direction. Right. Um, it's too easy to be surrounded by negative messages. We were talking about that too. We talked right. a lot before we recorded. Um, and so it's too easy to kind of feed that and, and continue that. And, um, and it's hard to, listen, the hard work is changing yourself. Mm -hmm. And the reality is it's the only thing you can change. When we're talking all day long about all the, this external chaos, as I talk about internal chaos and external chaos, the external chaos, you can't do any, you can't control the weather, can't control the fact that it's going to be 50 today and 70 tomorrow. Right. Um, you can't control what's going on, you know, with the, the pandemic. There's, you, you can't. You can try, and most people try, and that's why it makes them more miserable, um, but you can control what goes on in here. It's the only thing you can control. Right. right. Um, and the good news is, so the bad news is it's the only thing you can control. The good news is it's the only thing you control because that's where you can make change. That's where you can change. You can, if you change yourself, you'll change everything around you. Um, from chaos, chaos to Clarity, where'd that name come from? Uh, well, actually, I, I'll give a shout out to my, my friend Omar. Um, I was talking to him one day about what I do and uh, we were just having a conversation and he goes, you know, he goes to me, Ren Ren? You, you help people move from chaos to clarity. And I said, yeah, that's Bing. exactly what I do. <laughs> and you know, when we talk about chaos, there's all the external chaos. And when I work with leaders, I mean, you've got from social media to social circles, you've got chaos from your personal household to your professional headquarters. You've got chaos, emails and text messages and so much coming at you. Um, and so we talk about the tools to deal with all the external chaos. And, um, but the far more dangerous chaos is internal. And that's what we're talking about, you know, writing yes. your stories. Because 
What holds you back, what holds you back is not out there. It's not the government, it's not your competition, <clears throat> it's not even the pandemic. What holds you back is in here. It's in here. It's in here. It's a story yeah. that, that you write about who you are, who you're capable of becoming, and all that you're capable of accomplishing. And that's what you start out. The first line in your book says, chaos is the biggest thief in yes. our lives. It robs us of our goals. It robs us of our dreams. Yep. It robs us of our true purpose of living and the lives we were meant to live. Without clarity, it's impossible to reach your destination. Yeah. So that's that's, that's good yes. stuff. And here's, I'm not sure if they can see yeah, the book. Maybe the, you should hold the, the book The success there. journal. So um, I'm not sure where the camera is, but you know, <laughs> this evolved out of hundreds of conversations that I had with leaders. And you'd be surprised. You look at somebody and you think, like people would say to me, you've got it all together. You're leading these teams. And by the way, when I, when we, when I define leadership, when I say leader, automatically we think of somebody in an organization who has a title and has people report to them. But a leader is anyone who has an influence over others. Mm -hmm. If you're a mom, you're a leader of your family. Quite frankly, we're all the leader of our own lives. You know, I just went to a rental car place the other day and I wanted to influence the rental car company to give me a free upgrade. So anytime you want to be an influence, you're a leader. And so I would have these conversations with leaders that would say, well, I'm too young, I can't do that. I'm too old. I've got just two people right now that I'm one that I'm working with. You know, well, I can't get that job. I don't have the right degree. Uh. And both of them ended up with landing super awesome, amazing jobs. And so it's the stories that you tell yourself that, that hold you back. So I decided to, to put this in a journal because your ideas determine your destiny. Mm, your good. ideas about your thoughts, your thoughts about your past, your present, and your future. And so we would say about our past, well, I really screwed up yesterday. I blew up at the kids yesterday. Or, uh, you know, I dropped the ball on a project. Um, and I would say, well, what went right? <laughs> we, we focus on the one thing that went wrong um, and we discount a hundred things we, we did right. So I would say start writing down every day uh, a journal of your successes from the day because what you focus on expands. What you focus on, if you focus on all the things that go wrong, you're gonna get more things. You all had yes. that morning where it's like, I dropped my coffee, spilled the coffee grounds, got in a car accident once I left the house. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it snowballs and it works the other way as well. Mm -hmm. And so your ideas about your present, you know, people would say, I'm miserable in my job, I hate my, you know, my boss is a tyrant, my team's awful. And I would say, tell me three things you're grateful for about your job. Well, wait, I just told you I hated it. Well, what you focus on expands, you know, and if you can start to focus on what you're grateful for, more things to be grateful for start showing up. These are the, the little things that we do when, when I want, I want the job of my dreams. I want my business to grow. I want a fulfillment and happiness. These are, this is the way. This is the way through and the way to. Yes. And it's very easy because you, you do some explaining about yeah. the theory Simple. and the reasoning with it, but then you also give people practical ways to go through. Like I said, it's, it's pretty much done you, for you. You just, all you have to do is show up. You can read <laughs> this, the reading, you thumb through it, you can read it in 15 minutes. I mean, it's simple and that's intentional. Mm -hmm. Simple works. 
I mean, you think about any diet program, any, the more complex I got to eat, you know, certain ounces of peaches and combine it with this and that. We don't stick, we don't stick with it. Simple works, but you got to do it. Only two grams, not two and a half. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to keep it simple. But you know, the, the, the catch is you just got to do the work. Right. It's simple, but you just got to do it. Yeah. Um, now you founded a nonprofit for at risk youth. Yes. Let's talk about that because oh, that man. is something that, like I said, I did my homework on that and I really yeah. like that. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. So many years ago, I was working as a fitness instructor and I was mm -hmm. teaching at the YWCA here in Aurora, which it, the building is no longer there. It's where the parking lot for the casino is. Right. Okay. That used mm -hmm. to be the YWCA and I was teaching hip hop. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't look very hip hop. Um, I'll show you a picture. You'll laugh. Oh my goodness. I was going to say, you got soul. You got oh. soul. <laughs> um, but I was teaching as an adult fitness class, uh -huh. and kids were coming around and, hey, can you teach me? And can we do this and that? And, you know, there were kids that just honestly didn't belong. These weren't the football mm -hmm. players and the cheerleaders and the, you know, um, student council body. There were just kids that just looking for a place to fit in. Right. And so we formed a 501c3. We, uh, it was a, a positive outlet for energy. And, um, and, and I'll tell you, this is such a great example of, of the stories that you write because we were invited to compete in the National Junior Olympics. Wow. I mean, that's, you know, names like Shaquille O'Neal, right. Dominique wow. Dawes, track legends, Carl Lewis, um, Jackie Joyner Curse. I mean, these were oh, people yeah. Jackie who, these were people who competed in the National Junior Olympics, oh. right? Next Stop Olympics. And I was like, impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, we're too young, we're too old, we don't have the right degree. We were gonna be competing against kids from all across the country who had every privilege and opportunity money could buy, took private dance lessons all their lives, studied in the most elite yep. dance studios, trained under the most professional trained dance instructors. Well, we didn't have that. <laughs> I never had a dance class in, the, in my yep. life. But I accepted the challenge. We were gonna try to achieve the seemingly impossible. And we go, we hop on a plane, we practice all summer, we hop on a plane, we go to, we were practicing at the old Aurora Central High School, which is now the police station on mm -hmm. Root Street. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. We get there and we walk in. And I don't know if any of you know, like serious dancers are some real athletes. Yes. I mean, they, we yes. walk in, there's yeah. toned, ripply bodies. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, this costumes with sequins and feathers and, they had full makeup, little kids, eyelashes, fake ponies, mm -hmm. I mean, boom. And they were gliding across the floor. That's like all ripple muscly. Here we come, hip hop swagger, you know. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, red, white, and black Nike soccer jerseys. Yeah. We had black swishy pants. You guys remember uh, swishy pants? I remember swishy pants, When yeah. you walk, they go Yeah, yeah. And then the bottoms sometimes had the zip for the leg. Oh yeah, know. I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. So that was us. And I'm looking around and I'm going, what are we doing here? I mean, what are we doing here? And my goal was, oh God, please let us just blend in. I don't want to be last. You know, I'm bringing these kids. I want to give them an experience of a lifetime. And I don't, what if we look foolish? You know, what if we trip and fall on our faces? Or what if people laugh at us? Or worse yet, what if they just sit silently in their seats and say nothing at all? Yeah. So they go up, kids, they hit the stage and they hit their poses, you know, 
boom, off the music goes blaring, and they're stomping oh. and clapping and hollering. <laughs> the entire auditorium was on its feet. Oh. Every, all the other dancers, the other parents, they're clapping and whistling and cheering for our kids from Aurora, Illinois. They were singing along to our Run DMC Sugar Hill Gang remix. I was going to ask that. Oh. Hip hop to the hip hop. Yes, yes. And uh, at the end of the day came, and I was so proud. You know, they just getting up there and representing, they that was achieving the seemingly impossible. Yes. I had no expectations beyond that. So the judges started calling out the winners at the end of the day. I'm like, maybe could they get like an honorable mention or something i'm being a little greedy <laughs> uh to think anything like that would be cool and they announced you know bronze medal third place winners they didn't call our name that's all right the silver medal they didn't call it. it's all right so when they started getting ready to announce the winners i'm looking for the kids because we're going to go up and congratulate the winners that's part of our mission is just teaching them life lessons you have to do that good sportsmanship right that was mm -hmm. a big deal for us so we we practiced this before we went okay <laughs> when they announce the winners yeah. we're going to go up and share in their victory so all of a sudden and they do the big you know the the big reveal 1998 yeah. <laughs> national junior olympic gold medal champions off the ground dance troupe from aurora illinois oh, man. <laughs> you, those kids let out a scream uh, wow. they're gliding across the stage and they're you know so proud up there and i watched those judges place those red white and blue ribbons around their neck same medals they give out in the actual olympics mm -hmm. and i'm thinking what won those gold medals wasn't their hard work alone now they mm -hmm. did work they worked right. really hard but so did all the other kids work yeah, hard yeah. that day of course but what won those gold medals it was the stories they wrote about who they were, who they were capable of becoming, and all they were capable of achieving. That was it. It was all up here. And, and for people who say, I don't have the right degree, or I'm too young, or I'm too old, those kids, they if they wrote that story about what they seemed like they could be, they never would have done it, but they saw their potential, possibility, opportunity, and they didn't take their eyes off the possibility and the opportunity. And that's what won those gold medals. That's amazing. It reminds me of one of these like the, like freedom writers, like one of those stories where you mm -hmm. get these kids and they have a positive role model in their life that's making a difference and, and helping mm -hmm. them achieve those goals. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, well, thank you. They did all the work. I mean, they really did. And, you know, it's just such a great example for leaders. And I'll tell you something else. We all have goals in our lives, mm -hmm. right? I want a better job. I want to start my business. Maybe, you know, I want to retire at mm -hmm. a certain age. And goals are so awesome. And that's what I help organizations do and what I help leaders do. But the goals, what's even greater than achieving a goal is who you become in the process of pursuing that goal. Oh God, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who you become is a far greater value and it's who those kids became. That's what made them leaders. At the end of the day, we we're back at the hotel and there are boom boxes everywhere back then, you know, little cassettes and I look around and those kids, those from Aurora, Illinois, 11 years old, 12 years old, teaching hip hop 
to all these privileged kids from across the country. Wow. Who they, then probably went back home and went, where'd you hear that music yeah. from? The kids who won, Dad. <laughs> the kids who won. They were the leaders. They were the role models. Do you still keep in touch with a lot of them? Thank, you know, thankful for Facebook. Some you of them, oh, yeah, some yeah. of them. On Facebook. They're all married with kids now. <laughs> I mean, this was a long time ago. Yeah. What a great, what a great success story. Yeah. Especially, yeah, for, for Aurora, for those kids. And yeah. For, and yeah, it was, it was mm -hmm. great. Um, I, I really like to hear that because there's so many kids who want to do great things and that is a milestone that'll live on with them forever yeah you know that'll yeah. live on with them forever that's yeah. uh that's a really good feeling i remember when i won the spelling bee in fourth grade i mean that was a it's a big deal <laughs> i still got that trophy our messages are not <laughs> reinforcing that we're winners right so we need those things so you need to you know if I, you were my client i would be like i hope you remember that spelling bee every day write it in your journal refer back to it every time you feel like ah, i can't do that right Oh yeah, I won that spelling bee. I won the Junior Olympics. I, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. The time is now 9.04 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We are joined by our friend, Marianne Renner, the author of Chaos to Clarity. Um. Accountability in government is not a nice to have, it's a must have. That's why I'm voting for Tracy Miller for King County Board, District 4. As a mother and businesswoman, she understands the middle class. She's fighting to keep property taxes from going up and to keep us, the citizens, informed of what's taking place. I want a voice in county government that listens to me. That's why I'm voting Tracy Miller on November 3rd for King County Board District 4. Paid for by Friends of Tracy Miller. Good morning, Aurora. I am Brenda Rogers candidate for Kane County Recorder of Deeds. As your next Recorder of Deeds, I will protect our taxpayers' investment, bring awareness to the position, and do outreach to our residents and veterans. I am asking for your vote during early voting, mail-in ballot, or on November 3rd. Vote for Brenda Rogers, Kane County Recorder of Deeds, paid for by Citizens for Brenda Rogers. Let's talk about some of your clients with as okay. much discretion as possible. Yeah. Um, large companies yeah now you do the uh leadership training yeah. for large companies who are yeah. some of the companies so um i tend to not reveal you know okay. my clients i do well Certainly. one Certainly. thing it, it is public knowledge i've done a lot of work with our our city leaders and okay. i'm so humbled um and privileged and grateful right. for that opportunity mm -hmm. we have some super major rock stars that are run in our city and so and your um, website has a lot of uh, reassuring statements and quotations yeah. from many yeah. leaders and yeah. a lot of organizations yeah. so yeah. people can get that information there. yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely um, you know so I work with organizations I have a, a leadership Academy um, here's my my favorite like I said I love to come in and work with um, I'll talk to a CEO let's say or a lead of an organization and what we discover is that mid-level managers or the managers that are frontline mm -hmm. are so hungry for growth. They're starving for development because what tends to happen in an organization is the high-level leadership, they, they have the opportunity. They get the coaching, executive coaching, they go to the conferences, networking events, but those, but those frontline managers, they're so valuable because they're the closest to the customer, so they have such a big impact on the organization, but they're the most underdeveloped and overlooked. Right. And so, and they're hungry, hungry. So you'll teach them stuff and they just go implement. So I love working with 
those leaders and I've got a six month academy where we talk about a lot about communication. How do you, listen, We I think we can all <laughs> identify, how do you have the tough talk that gets the results you need and maintains mutual respect? And in organizations, people, you, and in life, it's really not even in business, but you tend to go to one extreme or the other. You don't deal with it at all, or you bark some orders that aren't well received. And so, um, or you're in the middle and you're sort of talking around the, the point. You're mm -hmm. talking and talking and talking, not saying anything. So how do you have those tough talks so you can move things forward, get results? A lot of communication, a lot of managing conflict. Right now, I'm, I'm getting ready to do an all-day training for an organization in Nevada, um, school administrators, on uh, con getting through change. How do you navigate through change, right? And that's what we're all going through right now, difficult wow. transition and change. Right. Right, yeah. So a lot of that. So organizations, and then I have a number of individual clients, and they're okay. coming to me, um, just the pain points. You know, I'm unhappy in my job. Um, do I want to change careers? Do I want to get promoted? Do I, you know, whatever the problem is. And so we, we sift through the external chaos and the internal chaos and, and figure out where, where to go to work. I like that, sifting through the internal chaos and the external chaos to figure yeah. out where to go to work. Yeah. With individuals, is it more external or internal? As opposed to like an organization, is it more you external? Know what? Internal? I'm gonna let you in on a little secret, Curtis. It's always internal for everybody. So think about building a house. Okay, if you're gonna build a house, think of the external chaos and what we wanna fix there as upstairs rooms of the house. Well, this is why I'm building the house. I want a bedroom and I want a bathroom and I want a kitchen. This is why I'm building it. We're gonna go to work on right. that. But what happens if I don't first build, where do I gotta start if I'm building a house? Foundation. Bingo. Okay. So your kitchen, your bathroom, your granite countertops, it all comes crashing down if you don't start with that solid foundation. And the solid foundation is the internal chaos, wow. the internal clarity. Mm -hmm. It always starts here, um, almost always, you know, let's say 90% of the time. Yeah. So I usually get brought in to work on the external chaos, and we do that for sure. That's the communication, the conflict, the tools, the strategies. How do you delegate? How do you prioritize? But we're always talking about making sure the foundation is solid because that's usually the root cause. One point in time in my professional career when I worked downtown, I had to I was responsible for firing people. And I remember a novel idea I had was rather than, you know, than you guys being, you know, happy that I'm the guy who will fire people for you, like let's develop the people so they don't have to get fired. Like they you know, mm -hmm. let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know what I'm like? Yeah. Maybe Steve is not performing well over here. Let's right. put him over and do what he can do. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's coming stress. in with a T-shirt that says "Computer mm -hmm. Nerd." Put him on the IT section. Like, what, yeah. you know, let's. We don't have to do that. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you yep. know, to your point about extremes. Yep. Doing nothing at all or going overboard. We don't have to do that. Right. We can look at the individual. Yep. I wasn't trying to do the internal chaos of the Steve at the moment, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, can, we don't have to do that. Yeah, cool. and here's the deal with internal chaos. So much of the time, it's unconscious, it's a blind spot. So I don't know always what my internal chaos is. I can't see it. Because if I could see it, I'd fix it and I'd change it. Right. Yeah. 
I couldn't see, let's say, for example, I couldn't see that my story I was writing was, hey, what about me? And that I needed to shift that to service and how can I help others? Uh -huh. um, so that's where it's so valuable to bring in that outside set of eyes to help you see what you can't. Right. Yes. Yes. And uncover those blind yes. spots because blind spots are blind spots. So how do you know you mm -hmm. even have them? Now, another question. You were a bodybuilding champion. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> long um, time ago. Another set of um, goals being set. Yeah. Yeah. And then results oriented. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about yep. that. So I've always been very goal oriented and very process oriented and that is really part of the external chaos and the things that I'm working with teams to do. So it's kind of three layers. It's what's that north star? So I'll go in and we'll say because here's what happens most of the time. We want to start a project. We've got to um, start a social media. We've got to do this and I say why? Uh You've got to have that objective. What's your why? And and it seems obvious, but a lot of the times we don't do well, that. We just go right to the gym. Yeah. So so in that case, let's say it was you know I want to win a bodybuilding competition. You know if you're an organization, I I want to you know increase my revenues or I want to increase my clients. So what's what's that top goal? And then you know what are all the things that that we need to make happen in order to reach that goal? So that might be a next level down. Mm -hmm. And then. All right, daily, what am I going to do every single day that if I do this every day, I'll get a little bit better and get closer to my goal? So like if you look at, let's say I want to lose 10 pounds, that's my, my North Star goal. Um, and so maybe I want to measure that by getting on the scale. Okay, but I can't do that every day because the scale is going to stay the same. Right. So my focus has got to be what am I going to do every day that if I do this every day over time, I'll get there go for a walk for 30 minutes a day you know I'm gonna eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day so when you're working in an organization for large-scale goals or whether you're trying to lose 10 pounds that's the order you've got to go what's the North Star how are we gonna measure it and then what's that plan of daily action what am I gonna do every day that's I mean that's honestly what I followed when I was in bodybuilding that's the essentially the outline that we followed when I worked in something called continuous improvement, which is prevalent in manufacturing. It's also in healthcare. It's helping teams discover the root cause of a problem and then implement problem solving tools. And that's kind of the strategy that we used when I worked with a $5 billion healthcare organization um, or whether you're trying to organize your kitchen. <laughs> I went right to like a five billion dollar healthcare organization. Well, I, I worked at Edward Hospital. I don't know how much money they got, but I went from there. Then I, we said the kitchen part. Then I went to like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like organize that. Yeah. You know, when they're dry, yeah. clean them, put them. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're oh, you're also involved in a lot of other charitable organizations throughout the community. Do you want to talk about some of those, Caitlin? Yeah. Well, I'm on the CAP committee for Casa. So Casa King County mm -hmm. is an organization. Oh, um, big shout out to Casa yeah. and uh, Gloria Kelly, who's the executive director, who's like yes. just bananas <laughs> over the top, amazing. Um, and that's an organization that advocates for abused and neglected mm -hmm. kids. Um, and so I, I, I like to be part of organizations that support young people and, and empower young people. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, we're sitting here talking about, you know, moving from chaos to clarity. These kids, I mean, they're not even close to that. I mean, they need so much support. But ideally, if we could help those kids get out of those abused and neglected environments, 
that someday they can be that you know junior olympics winner um and and so opportunities. yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i've been uh a past board member of simply destiny which is an organization similar to right. the one i founded mm-hmm. um and they they're empowering kids big time in the same way you know letting them teaching them letting them go out and perform and serve as role models to others in the community as well oh that's great yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's so nice to hear just again just all the the influences that you have yeah. on these kids and just yeah making such a difference in their lives. Thanks, I love kids. I have you know have a million nieces and nephews, um, and hey to all to all those guys that are <laughs> watching, and my godson who's ten who teaches me stuff all the time. Um, there's just a ton of fun. Sue Goldsberry said you made this ah. a good morning, my sweet cousin. She's my cousin. So my, big you were talking about Sue Goldsberry. Big, big so family. Curtis being a veteran and loving history, so Sue's dad, my uncle Elmer, who's no longer with us, wrote a book called Sea of Sharks. And he was a World War II hero, um, an officer in the Navy whose shipwrecked um, in the Pacific and survived. Uh, he floated on a raft for like seven days and survived. Wow. And it's an amazing story. He was like a super awesome dude. Sea of Sharks. Sea of Sharks. You would love that book. I got that written down right here. Yeah, Elmer Renner. Elmer Renner. Yeah, right. so Sue. So that's Sue's dad. See that? Just How about like it? That. Got a, uh, bonus. Got a, yep. That's Double. some bonus, that's bonus info. Yeah. Um, so I want to uh, let's go. I want to do some activities through the book right now. Awesome. There are okay. three uh, celebrations today. My successes are. So I'd like to ask you. Yeah. Your successes, three of them today. Okay, being here with you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Um, I feel like so I so I showed up here. So I'm all about service, and this is one of the things I talk to my clients about is mm-hmm. you know showing up with a con- consultant mindset versus an employee mindset. Oh. And that's for all of us every day showing up. What if you went to, let's say you go to work, but it translates to every area of your life. You went to work, because typically we show up to work mm-hmm. and if we go to our boss, usually it's for what? Hey, I want to raise, I want a bigger office, I want to work on that project, right. hey, I need time off, hey, I'm going to be out, so it's me, 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 me. But what if you showed up and your job, you were uh, a consultant and your, your company was your biggest client, then how would you show up? I'm here to help you. Whole different mm-hmm. walk. It's not you here talk. to give me everything I right. want. I'm here to help you. So I brought you guys coffee this morning because I'm like, how can I help Curtis and Christine and JV? And that was yeah. Whew, so that would go in <laughs> that would go in my Thank success you. journal. All right. So little you. things as well as the big things. I like this uh, this journal. Now I want to read another part. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You are created with unique gifts that only you can bring to this world. Deep inside, you know it. You feel it, but your fears, doubts, and limiting beliefs are holding you back. Um, some people say that they're too young, they'll never hire me. Some people yep. say they're too old, they'll never hire me. But yep. both of those are indicative that the chaos is within, or excuse me, internal, as yeah, opposed yeah, to yeah. external. Yeah. Um, do people take a long time to get out of that mind? Is it hard to lose people from that? It depends. The answer is it depends. Honestly, I've seen people go, oh, I never looked at it way, that way before, and boom, they make the shift. I got a client who came to me, and he had all this external chaos. Hate my job, my boss's, you know, bad, strained relationship with my boss, uh, really long commute, exhausted when he got home from work, miserable. Um, I said, okay, I can help you get into that job you want, but would you be open to a little mindset work? He said, yeah. Within six months, 
he so first of all he he found a, a job that he was applying for and they offered him the position and he said this he goes now I have another problem I actually like the job that I'm in because he did this is, a, this is like the, it's like a Jedi mind trick once you do all this internal work to get to where you're going it fixes the problems where you're at sometimes the answer is I don't need mm -hmm. to leave right anyway he did end up taking the job so this was in less than six months doubled his salary doubled his salary wow. um, eliminated the commute the job was right in his backyard so I gotta pinch myself every day I go to work so that happened in less than six months does that happen that way for everyone not everyone right yeah so the answer is it depends interesting um, and what are what's the biggest change that you've seen in Aurora since I've lived here, yeah. since I've, oh my, you know what? This city today, and I would say the last, like, especially two or three years, right. I, I mean, it's just, my head's gonna explode. Because when I yeah. came back here, it was about 25 years ago, after I was living, working out of state as a newspaper reporter. Um, I love jogging through Phillips Park. I loved, I live right up the street from Phillips Park, mm -hmm. so I jog mm -hmm. by uh, Sierra and Montana, the gray wolves there in the yeah. zoo. Yeah. Um, jog around Mastodon Lake. 20 years ago, I wouldn't drive through Phillips Park. There was a lot of gang activity, a lot of violence, a lot of crime. Um, the, it's like a new city. Mm. I, there was no one walking around downtown 20 yeah. years ago. Wow. Um, no one walking around downtown. That's um, right. Yeah. So, um, it's such a beautiful community. I mean, I love coming downtown. I love going to Indiro. I love eating at Altiro. <laughs> I love, you know, um, I'm so proud at all of the, the growth and the development and the change of this community and the people, you know? Yeah. That are making a difference. Yeah. Here. This is a tough one. Yeah. I mean, what advice do you give to the business owners and people now that are in this constant state of chaos? Um, with everything going on with the pandemic and yeah, it's tough. restaurants shutting down and people, mm -hmm. you know, worrying about their jobs yeah. and their families. It's tough. It's tough because, you know, the the problems are real. Mm -hmm. and, and so you, you can't take it lightly. You can't say, well, just have a positive attitude and everything will be okay. Yeah, it's tough. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, listen, it's you got to you got to just focus on what's right in front of you. Mm. That's okay. the best thing you can do. Um, there's certainly plenty coming at you that you are going to be very occupied if you just focus on what's right in front of you. Because when you start going beyond that, it gets overwhelming. Huh. And you can't solve problems from a place of overwhelm. Ooh. You can't solve problems from a place of stress, overwhelm, burnout. Your brain won't function. Right. I mean, your brain, you go into fight or flight mode. Right. And we're, we're designed so beautifully. So we go into fight or flight mode and our brain just goes to, to one thought. Do I run, you know, or do I fight? And every other part of your brain shuts down to protect you. Right. But when you're trying to solve problems, you need access to all those other parts of the brain. You know, so, so you gotta just try to get out of overwhelm. You just focus on what's right in front of you is the best way to do that. Great advice, yeah. Um, the show ends on a positive note. But before we get to that positive note, I got to get you on record, Miss Renner. Got to get you on record. I'm an out of towner. I'm coming in. We meet. We're talking about chaos and clarity. And after that, I'm asking for a good place to go eat. Where oh. are you? Where are you sending me? 
Well, I oh, <laughs> I hate to do that to all the businesses. Um, I'm gonna ask you what kind of food you like. Right now, I'm I'm feeling Altiro. Okay. Altiro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's my new. Um, you know, if you're going for yeah dinner, but you know what? I'm a big Basil's fan, which is out by the <gasps> mall. Basil. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. We interviewed Angelo. Yeah. Uh, carry out, carry out, everybody. Just, just pick up. I mean, this is live, you know, and this is the day before, you know, tomorrow. <laughs> They're planning your weekend meals now. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get into it, but listen, you know, because we're not going to be doing a lot of dining. Yeah, so yeah. carry out, carry out. Just go carry mm-hmm. out, carry out. Yeah. yeah. Basil's carry Love out. Basil's. Love basils. Love Altiro. And uh, they have shared their coupons with us from time to time. We posted mm-hmm. those in our Instagram story. Uh, 10% off and whatnot. So shout out to Basil's and Angelo. Good they have friends. some amazing mac and cheese. I'm trying to think of what it is, but it's just a lamb and bacon oh, yeah. or something. It is just amazing. Yeah. Mac and cheese to die for. <laughs> and you know, I'm at, I'm at Enduro like three times a week and I'm loving their um, That's your place. Egg, yeah, their egg egg tomato basil sandwich. Their mm-hmm. Rolexes are really awesome for lunch. I like the chicken pesto downstairs sandwich. Downstairs area down there. That's nice little, down there. Yeah. Hey, when it all summer long, I'm out oh. on the patio. Yeah, when they got the breeze coming through. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whole yeah. chill vibe right yeah. there. The Nortenio like Rolex. With Love the, the, the Nortenio. That's, with the, that's with my the go-to. On there. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, a little vibe <laughs> moment on the show today. You mentioned <laughs> food. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. And avocado, uh, avocado uh, toast 2.0. 2.0. Society yeah. 57. Yeah. 1.0 is good too. There's, there's more. Yeah. Um, so the show ends on a positive note. Mm-hmm. What is your message today um, for the uh, people of Aurora to take with them on this Wednesday? Yeah. I'm going to say, you know what? What, what holds you back is not out there. It's in here. Everything within your control is in here. And what you focus on expands. Wow. What you focus on expands. And where can people find your book or find uh, you on yeah. social? Yeah. So listen, let me also, yeah, um, uh, you can find this on Amazon. You can also find it locally at Wickwood. But something that I created just for every, you guys, mm-hmm. um, all your listeners, all your viewers, I created a ton of free resources that, in, in fact, you can get two free chapters of my book, which I've never done before. If you go to my website, which is MarianneRenner.com, it's my name, slash Aurora. So okay. this page, slash Aurora, is just for, I created it just for today. Thank you very much. And Thank if you, you go there, there are um, four ways you might be sabotaging your success and you don't even know it. Five leadership traits, no one is talking about. Two free chapters. I got a grow your control worksheet. So if you're feeling out of control right now, this is going to help you get back into a sense of control. A whole, I got a video, private video message just for you guys. So go to MarianneRenner.com slash Aurora and just take advantage as, as much as you can. It's a tough time and I wanted to give you guys as much as I can. Thank you very much. We appreciate yeah, that. And yeah. the website is great. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. website too. Thank a whole you. Lot of stuff on it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This has just been a joy. Yes, yeah. it's always good to learn more about, yeah, this about has people been, um, This is a lot of fun and I knew from that first time when we chatted on the phone. I remember that. I knew from that first moment that you know what, um, I'm really thankful. What I'm thankful for is to have a, live in a city with a lot of good people um, like yourself, like proven leaders who, who spend their time trying to uh, bring other people up. Because yeah. it really does mm-hmm. feel good, you know. Yeah. I think about my volunteer work on the level that makes me feel good. 
is making other people feel good. So I appreciate everything that you do. Thank you so much. Yep. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys. I think this podcast is phenomenal for the city. Much appreciated. Yeah. Thank much you. appreciated. Yeah. We've got a lot more to come. Stay tuned for all that we have. Uh, this has been a great episode of Good Morning Aurora with our dear friend, uh, Marianne Renner. The book, as we showed you guys, is Chaos to Clarity, a success journal. Um, it is still Domestic Violence and Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so please, if you can, volunteer and donate to great organizations that we've been telling you about, Our Mutual Ground and Healing to Healthy with friends Susan May Romano and Amy Downing. Um, other than that, we hope that you have a blessed, positive, motivated, thoughtful, caring, strong day today. Uh, we will see you here tomorrow for a great interview with our friends from Fox Valley United Way. A little bit of something, something going on tomorrow. So have Good a great stuff. day, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Peace.